Welcome to the Past Life Awakening Institute podcast. I'm Mark Beale, a past life regression therapist and trainer. Each episode shines a light on healers who practice spiritual regression therapies like hypnosis and hypnotherapy with regression to this life, past lives, between lives and spirit releasement therapy. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in any of these modalities, go to my pastlifeawakeninginstitute.com website for details. So thanks for watching and enjoy this episode. Today my guest is Amanda Herr. She's a hypnotherapist and past life regression therapist and shamanic healer from Sioux Falls in South Dakota in the US and online. Amanda also has a bachelor's in psychology, a master's degree in social work, and her practice is Ananda Healing Hypnosis. She practices age regression hypnosis and past life regression to help people tune into their subconscious and superconscious mind so they can go back to the root of their issues through memories of this lives and past lives to heal perceived burdens. Her website is Healing by Hypnosis. She's on Instagram with Ananda Healing 333 and she has a Facebook group and Ananda Healing Hypnosis YouTube channel. So check those out and look for the videos or the links in the video. So welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And that was a great introduction. You covered everything that I do very well. So okay. yes. Okay. Well, you do a lot. So I look forward to, to getting into that. And so, yeah, thanks very much for coming on the podcast and great to see you again. So maybe you can start by, in fact, one of the key things that we like to do in the podcast is to get into case studies and hear the stories about the people that you work with. So we'll get to that really soon. But before we get to that, I do want to get into some of that background you have. So we know those key modalities, but how do you combine them with that background that you have? There are a lot of things there. How do you integrate that? Yes, that's a great question. So, you know, having that psychology background, um, I, I understand how the mind works, you know, how our neural activity is. So combining it with you know, limiting beliefs and uh, our behaviors and our belief systems and our habits overall, it's actually really kind of fun how it all comes together. So the psychology background and the hypnosis background really come together very nicely. And I, I love doing these sessions with clients. I actually primarily work with the past life regression, although there is a little bit of the age regression. Um, past life is fun, but when I, of course, was first going through my certification with you, Mark, I learned that I really do appreciate the age regression because there's just so much to take away from that. Um, there's just, you know, it's digging into our life that we're living right now versus past life where, of course, it's other lives, but they're both very interesting. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. And I'm glad you said that because that's often when people think about past life progression they think there's you know we said you're a hypnotherapist and a past life progression therapist as if they're two different things and there's a big line in between them whereas in fact mm -hmm. of course you know those two things sort of coexist and really interweave and feed into each other so i think that's one of the things that makes past life progression effective is if you know you can understand what's happened in the past life but to do that we have to match it to the patterns in this life and so i really like the way you combine that last year you mentioned that you read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. So you've done all this technical and uh, conventional training, and then you read this book. 
And so tell me about that shift. Yeah. Um, you know, when I found that book, it was so spontaneous. It was actually um, just this last summer. And I I just had some extra time to really kind of do whatever I wanted with. And so I happened to come across that book and it really did change things for me. Um, I was on a very traditional path, although at the same time, I have always kind of leaned more towards, you know, unconventional things on, you know, if that's what you want to refer to that, this as yeah. kind of unconventional work. But the thing that I love about doing the hypnosis work and the reason that I kind of moved forward with this path with doing the age regression and the past life regression is because it's much more fun to work with than um, just being in a psychology setting. Um, you know, there's a lot more rules and restrictions that you have to kind of go with. So I knew before I really um, switched over from reading that book, I knew that this is kind of where I wanted to go anyway. So as soon as I read Many Lives, Many Masters, I just knew that I had to start learning past life regression and um, just kind of see where it took me. And I've, you know, been doing sessions now for, I think, three, four months. And I just, I love it. That, that joy that I get from working with others and walking them through their past lives to really heal those residual energies. It's just been everything I've been looking for in what I want to do for work. So I'm so glad I found that book. <laughs> okay. How about the effects that you get? So the consequences, so you mentioned it's fun because of the healing result that we get. Yes. I would say the, the description of fun really just kind of goes into, you know, what comes up for the client. So it's, it's, when I say fun, I guess you could say I'm more referring to like interesting. So it's, it's interesting. The client gets to go through that experience and they, you know, they see um, their past life come up and they're like, you know, what the heck is happening basically throughout most of it. But at the same time, you know, as we move through it, they can tie it into the experiences of this current life. And um, we're able to to really just see how it all ties together. And it's it's fun in the end because they have that that healing effect. Okay, that's great. And so just lastly on this topic, you mentioned you've studied also, you studied Reiki one and two. You're doing life coaching. You've done, you're doing a shamanic apprenticeship and do some shamanic healing. Do you find that those are complementary skills? Because a lot of people have a lot of training from a lot of areas. And then it's a matter of like integrating that. So how do you manage that? So there's been a lot of different things, you know, on my journey through life that I've been interested in, but yeah, they all kind of do come together and work together. Although I would have to say primarily, I am just focusing on the hypnosis, um, more so the past life regression, but I, you know, do the age regression as well. Most people are more interested in the past life regressions. So that's typically why I work with that more. Um, but of course, you know, whether it's age regression or past life regression, they both have, I would say, similar healing effects. It just depends on where you feel things are. Yeah, that's good to hear. That makes sense. Because I think sometimes people learn a lot of modalities and then try to mash them all together. I think what tends to work best is seeing that each one is a step along the way. You learn something from it and it helps create you, the person, as the healer. But when it comes to actually applying the process, it's best. It's helpful to apply 
a, a pretty pure version of a process and that sounds exactly what you're doing so that's how to get the best of both of them rather than sort of mixing it up too much uh and yeah so that that's good and i think a lot of people uh can you know can get something from that and so yeah you say it was really just uh you know a few months ago you went from reading a book to thinking you know this is you know i'm interested in pretty out there things this is quite out there and you got interested in it uh, and you went from reading the book to giving people sessions in quite a short amount of time yeah, that was a very quick journey. And actually, that's probably one of the things I, I liked about it the most is, you know, I, I have these degrees and I've learned many things, but that can take years to, to go through that, to earn that degree. And um, it's not to like discredit that a certification of hypnosis, oh, because it's so quick, you know, it's, what are you really getting from it? It's, it's a quick process because it's, um, it's a great tool to learn. And since I already have all that other background to go with it, you know, yeah. but yeah, the, the book, um, just as soon as I found that book, I just knew that learning hypnosis, you know, more specifically the past life, although I do enjoy the age regression as well, it, it just felt like the right thing for me. It felt yeah. like something that I definitely wanted to move forward with. So I love that I could move forward with it quickly and, you know, dive into working with clients so soon compared to if I work, you know, at a clinic setting, it, it could take years for me to really work with people in the way that I would want to be able to work with them. So it's, it's nice to be able to do the hypnosis because it's such a more deep level of, of working with people. And, um, the experience for everybody, I just feel like is so much better too, because hypnosis, you have to have the, a connection with the person that you're working with. Yeah. And if you don't have a connection, it doesn't really work very well. Um, if you are like a psychologist or a counselor, you probably have a connection, but people can be much more guarded and it can take a long time to break that down. Whereas if you're doing hypnosis, you're breaking that down right away. So it, it's, it's a much better way to work with people in general. That, yeah, that's great. You've trained together with me at the Past Life Awakening Institute. And so that's part of what I look for. So the training is pretty quick, but there are a lot of prerequisites required. So when you've got a psychology degree, you've got a discipline in doing case studies, you've, there are a lot, uh, and so you've got a professional approach. You've also dealt with some of the, the more spiritually orientated therapies. So when someone like you comes for training, yes, it can be very quick. But then we've got the sub and super conscious looking out for ourselves. We've got all your professional background and the professionalism you bring. We've got the mentoring that takes you through that journey. So tell us a little bit about even like that, the certification and the training process for you. Like, how did you find it? Yeah. So the certification process for me, I, I really loved it because, you know, you start working with clients immediately and you just get to, you get you get used to how you want to work with people right away. So yeah, it's a little bit of a, a process of like learning what feels right, but because you have everything laid out the way that you do for the, the course and the certification, and it just makes it so much easier. So, you know, all the pressure I feel like when I was going through it was just taken off me. It basically was just, you know, choosing the people to work with. And when we're learning all of the things in your program, you know, you, you even teach us how we can choose the people that we feel like would be 
the right people to work with. It's not just, you know, pick any person. It's, um, you know, can I really help this person or um, is this, you know, something that we can actually work with? So I really enjoyed that process because it just made everything feel so much easier and um, so much more clear just to go through all of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, like selection is really important. I think that's something that you know, it does need to be emphasized. And then as you're going through it, you know, we're at the, the process for people that don't know is we do go through step by step. So it's uh, submitting assignments and then having people working with people as case studies. So you select the person, we do the session, you come back and, and tell me what happened and we go through it. And so in that way, did that, can you imagine not doing it in that way? And, and then compare it to how, when we do do it that way, how different it is? Yeah, I can't imagine not doing it that way. I, I like things to have a bit of a structure, but, you know, also maybe a little bit of, you know, if you want to change things, you can. But if you're learning, you know, going through the learning process, it's much better to have that structure. And then, you know, later on, if you feel like there's something that you want to kind of switch up a little bit, you can. But because I have never learned hypnosis before, I have briefly experienced hypnosis in the past, it's it's just so much better to have that very specific process. So I can't imagine trying to learn this any other way. I just don't feel like I would have been able to get the same results in helping others. Yeah, okay, that's good. I think that's key. It may sound super quick, but you know, remember uh, there's uh, in-person interactive mentoring through every step of the process. Tell me a little bit about the, the kind of people that you work with. So I have worked with all kinds of people. Um, the majority of the people that I have worked with, though, you know, they do kind of have that um, spiritual interest. So they, they most of the people I've worked with have been more interested in the past life stuff. Um, I would say the most common thing that I have worked on with people is, um, you know, issues around like self-confidence or, you know, self-trust and support. So that can kind of come down to, you know, having success in their business or um, feeling comfortable with, with showing up for mostly business-related things. So you could say that, yeah, I actually work with a lot of people who um, kind of are on the business spectrum, but it's, it's really a combination of both people who are business and people who are just in it for the personal type things okay well that's interesting so I think a lot of people think it's only really for the a very woo-woo kind of a thing for the very woo-woo kind of people but you know my experience as well is that it's just really a, a very broad range so I'm curious a little bit about uh, like where you grew up so like where are you from what was the town that you're born in what was the culture that you're born born into the family and, and what got you interested in spiritual healing from there yeah, so um, the place that I grew up is, you know, I think you, in the beginning you did say that Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I have lived here my entire life. I, you know, I've been to other places. I just haven't had the opportunity to live anywhere else. So culturally, it's, you know, pretty Christian-based religion. And there's, it's starting to open up a little bit to some of that kind of, you know, spirit, spirituality and ideas and, and religions and concepts. And you also work online. So is that right? And how, and how do you find working online compared to being in person? 
Yeah, I work um, 100% online. I actually enjoy that okay. a lot. Um, I could probably find some clients here in my you know, hometown, but um, for the most part, online is just a lot easier, especially because that's just something that I've always kind of wanted to do is just you know really take my work remote and I, online, we can do it from anywhere. Okay. And yeah, so that's interesting. hundred percent online. I was going to ask you, you know, how do you compare the effectiveness of online versus not online? And it's like, well, it's all online and it's all, and it's effective. So that's what it is. So that's interesting. And I think that's also for a lot of people who think, oh, you must be in person. And if you're not in person, it, it, it won't work or it'll only be half as good online where that's just not the case. The world's changed mm -hmm. and uh, it is, it's, you know, it's amazing. I lived in a world where we just wouldn't do it online 20 years ago for obvious reasons, but now it is. And so, you know, I encourage you to, if there are people that you connect with uh, around the world, you can like Amanda, then you can uh, contact her and work with her online. And, and it really is uh, phenomenal how uh, people are now just more used to that and are understanding. So there's understanding and accepting past lives, but there's also understanding and accepting this online world that we now live in. And I encourage people to sort of be open to both. So now we'll get to uh, what I think is uh, quite a, a fun part as well, which is like, let's hear the stories and go through some of the case studies and what people are experiencing and what that's telling us and, and the kind of experience that you've had by putting it into practice. So, so can, you can you tell us about some of uh, your, your clients or case studies that illustrate some of these points about you know, that, that, that are fun to do and give uh, effective results? Yes, I would love to talk about the case studies a little bit. Um, so the first case study that I have, this would be, you know, specifically for past life. And this person came in, she, it was kind of interesting. And, and we spoke about this when we were going through the case study. She, she said that her, you know, presenting issue basically was that she was fiercely independent. <laughs> Yeah. And what we were actually able to take it down to is her independence was affecting her ability to have um, close relationships with others and, you know, being able to like just connect intimately. So it was kind of interesting how we were able to um, make that connection over time, you know, with, I think it was by the second session, we were able to really kind of narrow it down to that. So you know, I wouldn't say independence in itself is ever an issue, but yep. it can be if it's if it's stopping us from you know really connecting with others on a deeper level. That, yeah, that's great. That's a great principle. So with presenting issues, people often come in and tell you and give you these two keywords, but then you have to go and refine what's really the key emotion behind that, what's really the key issue, what's really the key consequence, and then sort of get mutual agreement that we can work on that. So that's, uh, so that's that first step that you did. So that's great. So what happened next? Yeah. So with her first session, um, it, I, it's so funny to, it's so fun to get into the storyline of the sessions. So, you know, she immediately went into a life where she just, she basically did all the things that she didn't really want to do. So she lost a lot of that independence. She ended up having children, even though she, she didn't necessarily plan for that in that lifetime. And um, she got married, even though she wasn't necessarily planning on that either. So it was kind of like similar things that she's experienced in this life, 
And so she was able to, you know, tie that together and really relate with the experience. That's interesting. So you mentioned that she goes straight into a past life, but you had already talked with her and you did know about this life. Had you done any this life progression with her prior to going into the past life? Yes, there was some brief things. Because you'd done some this life regression, you were able, you knew what some of her patterns were. And when she went into that past life, you could see there are some maybe some balancing patterns or repeating patterns. And that's something we see coming through a lot of the time. So to, and, and a key to past life regression is relating the past life to this life. And if we don't do age regression or really interview our client fully, we don't know what their this life is and we've got no basis to relate. So how did the, the past life events relate to this life? Yeah, so the similarities were, you know, in this life, she, she basically was doing all the things that didn't feel right for her. And one of the messages and insights that came through to her was stop doing the things that don't feel right. And that, you know, that came to her, of course, in the past life session, but she didn't actually get married in this life, but she's had some relationships. She has children and, you know, her wanting to be so independent is because she felt like she was losing some of that freedom. So she was able to kind of come to that realization from experiencing that past life and then, you know, connecting it to what she's experienced in this life. Okay. So in that past life, had she lost some independence and sort of, and suffered from that and sort of made a vow, like, I don't want to be dependent and depend mm -hmm. being dependent hurts me and it's negative and I don't want to do that. So she carried that residue and was sort of maybe excessively uh, desiring to be independent now, but that was really caused by her, her past life. Is that, is that right? Yes. So in her past life, she, you know, she ended up getting married and he just wouldn't let her do certain things. He wanted her to stay home and take care of the children where she wanted to continue to, you know, work with her sewing um, career and because she enjoyed it. So she lost her independence with that and, you know, raising children, she felt like she was losing her independence with that. So she kind of lost her her voice and her ability to speak to the things that she really truly wanted to do so she was married in the past uh did you find connections between people in the past lives to people in this life a key person in her past life was her mother so in the past life her mother showed up as um, a storekeeper a place um, where she did her sewing work basically um so in the past life, her mother was her supporter and kind of like that reminder of, you know, do what you enjoy. And in this life, she offers a lot of that kind of same, same type of thing, support and, you know, keep, keep going forward with the things that you like. So it was interesting to see how that was the only person that came up. There was actually nobody else, but it was still interesting to see, like, you know, that's kind of what the focus was. Okay, that's good. And that, that actually is relatively common. You know, sometimes people, a past life regression can be all about the relationships you've had with people in this life and a past life. And I'd say that it can be like that 50% of the time. But sometimes the, it's really about the relationship with self and the spiritual lessons you learn through the actions you take. And it actually doesn't really involve other people that much. Or if it does involve them, they, they, they don't necessarily have to follow through from one life to the next. 
So that's one thing I think a lot of people expect. I think, am I doing it wrong or should I, I must be able to find people connecting and, and, and that's not always the case. Uh, do you find that, that like half the time people have these connections and half the time it's, uh, they don't? Yeah, so I actually find that there are rarely key people that come through in past lives from my experiences. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I haven't had very many where there's been actually key people coming through at all. Okay, yeah, well, great. And so it's, so uh, if people think that's essential, it, it certainly isn't. And I think the, the main thing really is, you know, what, whatever people need to learn spiritual lessons. And I find an, another key thing with past lives that can be more relevant is that we'll see, we'll understand what's happening in this life. Who is the mother? And so you knew, you interviewed her well and knew about this life. So you knew her mother is there and is a supporter in this life. So when you find the, uh, that uh, soul in the previous life, you know the first half of the story already. And so that helps you understand what's going on. And to me, that shows there's a, a repeating pattern. So she's getting support in one life and that person comes back and repeats the, a similar kind of function. And, mm -hmm. and so we've got repeating patterns, but then we've got balancing patterns. And so it sounds like, you know, the two key things, and often it's one or the other, but here she's got both. She's got a repeating pattern from a supporter of her mother, but that she's got a balancing pattern of somebody who challenges her and takes her independence. And now uh, she's fighting for her uh, to, or take, to not be dependent in the second life. So we get repeating and balancing. So does that make sense? And do you, do you see repeating and balancing as being a key thing that comes through in a lot of your sessions? Yeah, actually, now that you kind of really put some words to that, yeah, that is something that comes across a lot. There is a lot of, you know, those repeating patterns and kind of similarities and some of those patterns that also do balance things out. Okay, and that can be part of the therapeutic resolution as well, because even mm -hmm. with past life regression, it's like we regress to the past to fix the problems. And sometimes people even assume that, you know, I don't want to do regression because I don't want to, uh, no, I don't want to solve the problems. And I want, but I just want to connect to something positive. And it's like, well, we, we also do that as well. And so, so when you reconnect with that supporting one, so do you find that as well, that you regress to positive resources and so we can heal the past, but we can also, and, and disconnect old blocks. But we can also spend a lot of time reconnecting with old resources and bringing them to the forefront. So it's not that we're cutting away everything from the past and moving beyond it. We can reconnect with it and bring that into the present as, is that the kind of thing you're finding? And did that happen in this case? Yes. So in this case, that definitely happened. Um, she was able to, you know, in additional sessions, she was able to, you know, come back into that balance. That was actually what the whole entire session was about, returning to that balance. Um, she kind of referred to it as like a fire of returning balance. So it was, it wow. was interesting how it came through. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was uh, like, a, like a Native American type lifestyle. And in that specific, you know, session, she, she was able to see how she had her voice there. Can you tell us a little bit about the narrative details of the life you discovered? Yeah, so in, in her final session, she was able to really um, bring in a lot of that remembrance of balance and having her voice so she did go back to you know she went 
into the scene seeing a fire and she kind of referred to it as like a fire of returning balance for her. So in this scene, you know, it, like you had started saying, it was a Native American tribe and kind of village and they were all, you know, working together to come to a decision on kind of like a big, um, a big event that they had to figure out, which was, you know, moving their camp. And she loved how they all had a voice, they all worked together and being able to go to a past life where she could experience that, she can kind of pull that into this life and go, I do have a voice. We can still all work together and we can, I can still have that here and now. So it was, she was able to, you know, again, tie everything together and kind of, you know, see how that life and this life, she really can have both those things still. Okay, that's beautiful. And that's a really powerful resolution because, you know, you can sort of try to be fiercely independent in this modern world and revolt against being excessively dependent in the past. But I really like that, uh, that Native American life because if you're fiercely independent, you're not in the tribe and things will not go well for you. You know, if you get expelled from the tribe, you, we are dependent on other people and in some places more than others. But within that dependence instead of being fiercely independent or dependent they had a culture where they were interdependent where they depended on each other but they also supported each other they didn't have to revolt against each other too much there was a there was a communication and a consensus and so that was kind of a third way she was stuck in a dualistic sort of black or white version and what she ended up through that lifetime and through the the ceremonies and some of the wisdom that she was able to get and that she and that was part of the, the tribe and the way they were doing things was a, I think that was a big, big part of her uh, resolving those dualities and coming back to a higher wisdom kind of resolution. So uh, as, uh, it was fascinating. And is, is that is that about how it played out? Yes, that's I would say that's a very great description of how that played out. She um, she made so many connections with that. It was um, Honestly, if I have to say, um, that's probably one of the one of my favorite stories that I've been able to hear from a past life. Just you know the you know like you said the the huge differences that she experienced. One where she one life where she was you know wanting to be overly and overly independent, and then the other where all it was was just supporting each other. So having those come together. Um, was massively helpful for her. She's a woman in this life. I think in, in that Native American past life, she was also a woman. And so then there was another issue of, of that as well. Like how does the, the tribe even deal with that? And so culturally and times change and everything. But so tell us a bit more about you know tribal life for her and what it was like being a woman and how she had a voice even you know in at that in that time and how that played out. Yeah. So in that in that culture, in that life that she went to, there wasn't nobody was above anybody, you know, the, the men and the women both had equal voices and they could share their opinions together to come to whatever was best for every, everyone. So, you know, the, the women, yes, they still had specific things that they really kind of did, you know, caring for the children, caring for the elderly, um, gathering things, and the men would do the hunting and um, making sure everybody's needs were met. But they, they knew their 
roles, I guess you could say, and they just supported each other. They just made sure that everybody had food, everybody had warmth, everybody had um, love and care, and everybody felt, you know, good and, and taken care of. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And so when your client, so then just remembering your client walks in and she's like, I'm fiercely independent. And so she has like a, like a, a the, the energy is kind of like a bit anxious or, you know, uh, angry or irritated. And then the, the clarity can be, you know, it's good to be fiercely independent. And that may be, but she may recognize I am kind of overreacting. I'm not sure why. And then the confidence can be sort of a, a confidence, which is maybe not always that helpful and, you know, and also not at peace. And so what I find mm -hmm. is we, these are the states that people arrive with. And I find what we is really helpful is to get to the antidotes of all of these. So instead of that, those emotions, we can have calm. Instead of a bit of a confusion or a slightly irrational excessive, we can have clarity. And instead of a, you know, a brittle or an excessive or lack of confidence or esteem, uh, we can have a, a, a genuine confidence. And then backing that up, we end up with like an underlying peace. And so I think no matter what we're doing, I think we end up moving people from those unresourceful or not quite clear states into a calm, clarity, confidence, and peace. So tell us about the therapeutic resolutions that she was able to get to herself and, and some of the consequences of, you know, she found these Indian lives and all these other past life connections, but then so what? How did that integrate and, uh, and affect her just in the moment and in her emotions and thoughts in the real world after the session and for the weeks ahead? Yeah, so going into the past lives, she was able to, you know, of course, understand this is, you know, why I am the way I am. Um, and it's okay for me to connect with others because I can have that support. So she was able to, to realize that it's okay for her to, you know, let her guard down, you know, come, come into the connection with others through a more calm way of being instead of so protective because it's not necessarily that she was so over independent it's just that she just felt she needed to guard herself so much so she yeah she she really opened this whole experience really opened her up to connecting with others okay so that's great so one thing that people often think if you go into past lives and connect with them deeply then you're going to get stuck in them or you may become sort of obsessed by them or suddenly she's got a deep interest in Native Americans and goes to the reservations. And, you know, so how did, have you ever seen that? Or how did that play out? Or did she just go, was she able to integrate it into a normal life and continue on as she was without being, you know, having an, a confusion of all a whole lot of other residues and past lives. So, so that's sort of, it's almost a myth that people have. So I think I know the answer to the question, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to know. Yeah, so I mean, no, she she doesn't just like go trying to dig up other things. She was able to really move forward with her life, um, you know, having that realization of I it, it is okay for me to have my independence, but it's also okay for me to, um, you know, go ahead and connect with others. So I don't find people will come back and just try to, you know, continuously uncover other things. You know, it's interesting to remember our stories, our past life stories, and, and just have that memory of them. But when we go back into a past life and kind of, you know, heal some of that residual energy, it's, it takes over many things. So 
we what maybe one issue can really you know help with like five different things that we thought was you know five different things and it's really just one thing yeah yeah that's great and so and also people they may connect with very specific stories and times and places and cultures but they inherently understand they're here to get the symbolic wisdom from that and they extract mm -hmm. the general wisdom but don't get stuck on the specifics of oh now i'm culturally identify as a native american or or an indian mm -hmm. or whatever past life they're from and so it's really just that general wisdom applies and people don't tend to get in and in any way confused about you know their own personal identity in fact if anything it makes them more themselves you know in whatever culture or or personality they're born into does, does that sound right to you yeah that definitely sounds right um i mean i feel like when you're going into a past life it is pulling a little bit of your personality well but yeah you don't necessarily have to like identify with whatever's coming up and and say well this is part of you know my current life now <laughs> um you basically just kind of continue on with how you would typically you know do your life okay okay so did you have another case study that worked with age regression so you can tell us a little bit about the presenting issue and uh, maybe some key think key insights that you got from it yeah so um the the next case study that i have this was of course age regression and um she came in with a presenting issue of you know she really just kind of lacked confidence in being able to support herself and feeling that she could be independent which is you know actually kind of interesting because it's like the opposite of what we were just speaking to okay. sometimes people the the problem they have too much of something or too little and so again we're sort of wanting to to balance that people often think no, I don't know my past life, I want to know it. But as you talk to them, you realize you don't really know your this life either. And you, yeah. and you think you know your presenting issue, but you haven't identified that either. So we have to work together to figure out what the real issue is. And then we have to find out some of the patterns in this life, the mother, the dependence, that kind of thing. And, and so similar principles are involved. You know, you see you're sort of going, oh, actually, this is just like past life regression, but sort of the flip side. And so the principles involved are so similar. So I think even for hypnotherapists watching, uh, I think the, the crossover between hypnotherapy and past life regression is so close. So did you find that? Do you think, oh, past life regression is such a big jump from hypnotherapy and it's so different? Or do you think really they're very similar? And if you know hypnotherapy, you're uh, very close to being able to understand how past life regression works. Oh yeah, I feel like age regression and past life regression is extremely similar. Um, I mean, with age regression, you're going into memories that you, you know, most likely on some level remember, although, you know, maybe you don't remember them at all. So they could be totally new memories that you're coming up with, but either way, um, you know, it's it's really accessing that, that storyline of what your presenting issue is and, and how we can you know balance that out yeah if we got an issue in this moment it has a cause that causes in the past now who are we to say what when that past is it could be this life it could be a past life so, so to me these are just sort of two two barrels to use a strange metaphor of, of the same thing which we can use to hit a target 
And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you've seen that as well. And so for hypnotherapists watching, we think I know hypnotherapy and this is conventional in psychology, but past life regression is just so different and strange and, and completely separated. I think they're really bound together uh, inherently. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you found that as well. And even, even as you started, you know, going back, you said, I'm just so fascinated by Brian Weiss and I want to know past life regression. And a lot of people say, oh, oh, I have to do hypnotherapy first. Oh, I just want to skip past that and get to the past life regression. But a lot of people say, you know what? Now that I'm getting into the hypnotherapy, I'd like it as much as the past life regression. I don't know why I wanted to skip over it. Did, did you find that? Yeah, no, I enjoyed the age regression a lot. Um, probably as much as, you know, doing the past life. Of course, the past life, you could say in some ways it's it's more interesting because it's like, wow, you're going into a past life. But, you know, the age regression is deeply as interesting because some people can go so far back that it's like, there's no way you could, you know, remember that. Like, you're wow, you're actually going back that far and, and really connecting to the root of, you know, what's causing of the problems in your life so that's really cool that we can go back that far and you know you can heal everything that needs to be healed even in this life yeah that's great and for me like you know it's past life progression this life regression ultimately we're, we're regressionists and let's regress to wherever and the principles very much apply i think i mean one thing i think a lot of hypnotherapists don't even use age regression that much which i think is a real shame I think once you, so if you're a hypnotherapist, I'd really encourage you to use age regression. It's so valuable. And as a psychologist and somebody who started, would you agree with that? I would definitely agree. Yeah, it's a great place to start. And, you know, it really just opens the doors for getting some, some insight and interest into, you know, maybe some of those other areas like the past life or, you know, some of the other things that you do like between lives and whatever right. else you right. need to learn. Okay. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll have to have you back on the podcast to talk about between lives somewhere down the line. That is another fascinating yeah. area. Uh, yes. But, so it's been great talking to you about this. So just lastly, I'm interested in, you know, what are the key principles that you've learned as a therapist? So a number of people are watching this and maybe they're sort of like you three or four months ago where they've got a background, they've studied a number of healing modalities. They're curious about past life progression. Maybe they picked up a book or they now they think oh I'm going to go and read this Brian Weiss book that she talked about um, what kind of things might you say to people who have some psychology background or healing background who are interested in getting into this field of work so what has it taught you what's the experience of learning like what's the experience of putting it into practice like so what would you tell you to what would you say to fellow healers or prospective students of these modalities I would say if you have that you know gut feeling that this is something that you are truly interested in learning, go ahead and, you know, try it out, do it, move forward with it. You'll be thankful in, you know, a lot of different ways that you decided to do that. And, you know, even if you don't work with very many people, it's super helpful to have this information. And what I've found personally in doing these sessions is just what you can learn through others you know, about life in general, um, about, you know, the spiritual aspects of, of living. So it's very interesting to see what kind of information comes through with that. So if those are things that you are interested in, 
definitely try, you know, definitely learn hypnosis, maybe even try it first, experience it, and then decide if it's something that you really want to learn. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And that, for me, that's one of the things I find, which is as you're learning it, you know, there's a, it's always difficult to start something you don't know about and you're a beginner, but I, I find it's very quickly, very rewarding. And so I found in my early days, you'd sort of do sessions with people. And at the end, you'd go, you're kind of mind blown. Like I did not know it was possible for hu two humans to interact in such a deep spiritual and meaningful way in which mm -hmm. I elicited things from them. And they said and did things and had insights and, and resolutions and tingling blissful awakenings into non-dualistic things that took their anger and, and turned it into just a pure forgiveness of self and other. And, you know, it's incredible to witness. So just to have that experience even, you know, once in your life is amazing. And if you get to do it, you know, uh, many times a week, it's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty great. It's just a blessing to be a part of. So you had that kind of experience or does that, does that sound right to you? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely love connecting with others. And, you know, it helps obviously to be a people person, but I don't think you necessarily even have to be. It's just, you know, the whole experience in general, um, the, the wisdom you, that everybody gains through the experience is extremely interesting and helpful. So yes, definitely. Yeah. So Amanda, it's been great talking to you. And so uh, if there are people who are interested in doing sessions with you, uh, I'll give you the, I'll give the contact links that'll be in the video below, but uh, what are some things you'd say to people who are maybe curious and they've sort of heard you and connected with your energy and want to get in touch? What are some things that, uh, that, that you might say to prospective clients? For anybody who wants to connect, what I would say is Connect with my energy first. I actually have a hypnosis channel as well. Um, you can, you know, get a little bit of feeling for my energy and my voice. Um, there's many ways that you can contact me, get to know me through social media, which of course those links were provided in the beginning. I would just say, let's get to know each other a little bit. And then, you know, we can move forward from there because when we know each other, that's when you get the best results for your session. Okay, that sounds great. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Great to see you again. Uh, pleasure as always. So I think a lot of people would have got a lot out of this. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you as well. It was very nice to be here and I appreciate it. Thanks for listening or watching. To find out more about my guest, see the links in the description for details. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in hypnosis or hypnotherapy, or regression to this life, past lives, between lives, or spirit releasement therapy, then visit my website, thepastlifeawakeninginstitute.com for details. Thanks so much for watching or listening and see you next time.